Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Say it's your birthday! (laughs) I I went the Beatles for you. I wasn't just going to do a bland happy birthday. This is a royal UK-esque, you know, podcast. Had to go with the Beatles too. Do you know that version of the birthday song? I love it. I love that. I wanted to see if we could pipe it in, but we don't have the rights. But we are very excited to talk about your birthday and all the royal things. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And I'm celebrating the ninth anniversary of turning 20. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Roberta. You are so young Um, and fabulous and all the things. Your birthday's Friday. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Yeah, I birthday. thought at first maybe you were t- you were seeing and belated to Harry, but I love that that was. Oh to no. Me. <laughs> Priorities. Right, well, I love Harry. Let me but you most. Let me get through the royal reminders first. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. You can also subscribe. Please, as a birthday present, leave us a royal rating of five stars i've already seen a few they're incredible also you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com roberta we have this is so much yeah we were really stressed getting this rundown together because we had to make some cuts i feel like there's just too much royal news we were editing on the fly up to about i don't know eight minutes ago and we're ready to go this week we're talking about the Prince Philip documentary, which is airing in this moment as we record. That's why we're recording the day before this drops. Look at us. But, you know, we can't watch it in the U.S. So we'll talk about that. We've got the Time 100 cover, which came out right after we wrapped recording last week. Sad for us. Kate's multiple engagements. The Cambridges are going to be on the red carpet next week. Woo-woo! Burying the lead, Princess Beatrice had her baby girl. And there's so, so, so much more, Roberta. Are you so excited? When your week is such that Princess Beatrice having another, having her first, sorry, royal baby, that's like the last thing you're talking about. It is an insane (laughs) royals week. Like like, they're fully back for a second. I was like, wait, what's the other? Oh yes, a royal baby. That's like that should be top of the hour, top of the list. So, anyways, but please first tell me about your birthday plans. What are you thinking? Oh, so uh, we did an early birthday dinner uh, last Mm. night at a incredible place called Vetri. Um, and it was delicious. It was four courses. And then my parents are coming to visit this weekend in Philly. Oh, so I'm fun. really excited for that. That's yeah. so nice. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. really excited for your birthday. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> cheers, I guess. Yes. Well, cheers to me. <laughs> and now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. Cheers. And since it's 4 p.m., I made my husband made me a delicious cocktail right before recording. A tequila sunrise. Yeah, give Matt that credit because that looks beautiful. So Rachel and I are both sipping this hot new pink tequila from Cali Rosa. Um, it's aged in red wine barrels, which is why it is pink. The tequila is it's pink. It's so, so pretty. That's why it's all over Instagram. It's all over TikTok. I guess celebrities love it. Lisa Rinna posted about it. Tom Brady posted about it. Very diverse It's really, there. really good. And it's delicious. Mine doesn't look that pink in my glass. I don't know if you saw, but I did oh, add this some is fruit some to it. <laughs> additions. I added some things. Yeah. It looks yeah, really pretty, looks Roberta. Lovely. Cheers. Cheers. We need to mention really quickly the Emmys. The crown. Oh, did you gosh. watch live? Did you so watch I it? didn't watch live because I thought it was still virtual. I didn't realize it was in person. And then halfway through, I was like, oh my gosh. But I was so thrilled to see the crown pick up so much. And uh, also Ted Lasso. I know, Ted Lasso. <laughs> and the Queen's Gambit, which the I Queen's really Gambit. liked as well. Me too. Yeah, so it was fun to watch with all the fashions and stuff. Although I realized, like, because I watched it live and halfway through, like, realized that all the crown people were in a different location. They were still yes. in London. So that felt kind of like it was still, you know, COVID times. But, but we got a loved- little tidbit from that, that they were, like, hours from starting filming. When they made oh the acceptance gosh, speech, right. that was that's really exciting. Right. I was like, way yeah. to drop that key piece of information that we all needed in our life. <laughs> 
that Peter Morgan was like, we're starting filming yes. tomorrow. So, yeah, wild. I also loved Jillian Anderson in Chloe. And she posted about this this penis cake that she got after winning the award. is so good. Can Have you I started be... Sex Education? Side note. Oh, is that what it was in reference that, to? I think that's Because what I... I was totally like, wait, I'm really dense here. I don't <laughs> understand. But Sex Education, you love that show too, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm, good. I love that. And that's when I first discovered Hannah Waddington, who's mm. in Ted Lasso, who won. And that was my favorite speech of the night. Oh my gosh, I forgot she's in that yeah. too. That's really wild. Okay, Those two wow. shows, just gold, yeah. What a, what a night. And we've also got the James Bond premiere coming up next week, Roberta. And we're going to see the Cambridges on the red carpet. Like, With Charles what? and Camilla. The, the moment fab, we've been waiting for fab four. all pandemic. Like, how long have we been waiting for them to get back on the red carpet? And how long have we been waiting for this movie? I feel like this movie has been delayed so much. It's James Bond, No Time to Die. And I saw the trailer. I think it dropped like two weeks ago. Looks so good. I'm just wondering if Kate and William will bring the kids. Remember they brought oh, them I on don't... that red carpet for that little. But that was like the pantomime. That was like a kid. I feel yeah, like James true. Bond. That's that would true. be like a bad parenting move, right? Wouldn't it? But be? George in a little tux, and imagine? then they don't watch the film. <laughs> it's too violent. <laughs> Goodbye. You're just here for the red carpet. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I also that's need great. to shout out a belated shout out to. Uh, Roro Sonia, who sent this incredible box of royal goodies my way. She was going through some of her old royal magazines and wanted one of us to have her Diana archives. So she sent me, she mailed me a huge box of Diana magazines from so many, there's so many issues, the New Yorker, Time Magazine, People, it's incredible. And she also sent a commemorative matchbook from Charles and Diana's royal wedding, as well as these amazing coronation cufflinks. So it's incredible. Sonia is such a dedicated listener, and we love hearing from you always. We are also going to talk about our next 40 for 40 email. They keep pouring in. September is all about 40 for 40. So this note is from Brianna. She graduated with a master's degree in marketing this past July. She's currently in the midst of looking for a creative project manager role in New York City. She described that she's so fortunate to have been able to support herself through grad school and the pandemic. I was going to say the pandemic, like fancify that (laughs) word, by freelancing and living with family. But the job search process has been challenging. She wants to connect with listeners who might have any leads. So if anyone knows of any marketing opportunities in New York City or, you know, she also mentions on the flip side that she's always looking for opportunities to mentor students who are preparing their start in the job market, which is really, really kind. I feel like it's it's so true. It goes both ways. Like you're looking for help and support, but you also are willing to give it. So please send an email to info at gallerypodcasts.com and we will make every effort to put everyone in touch. We're really optimistic about these connections. Yes. And we love that you guys love this initiative. We love it too. And like you said, it's amazing that you can mentor and also look for mentorship. Yeah. Um, And we have one more listener email from Elizabeth. We've shortened it slightly for time's sake. She writes, Dear Rachel and Roberta, I'm writing to you at the end of a three-week visit to the UK to visit my husband's family for the first time since before the pandemic. And of course, I made a point during our trip to attend the Royal Style in the Making exhibit at Kensington Palace. The jealousy. I thought of you both while there. I know. In person, Diana's wedding dress is very beautiful and detailed. No surprise. And the sleeves are even bigger than expected. It also looked even smaller than I imagined. In some ways, seeing its tiny waist and imagining this young woman wearing it as the world watched. It was a surprisingly emotional experience. Looking at Diana's dress, I thought of how much pressure and expectation is placed on women in royal families, especially in regards to bearing children and continuing the family line and of how very young and unprepared she was. As a mother, the thought of my children not belonging to me in the same way they do for regular people and of them being beholden to an institution that will have so much say over what they do while the institution apparently doesn't care for her that well made me feel great sadness for Diana. We were able to look at Diana's statue in the sunken garden also from a distance. It's clearly a big draw for visitors while remaining a peaceful spot. And Elizabeth sent all of these incredible pictures from the exhibit, the details of the dress. Oh, my Amazing. gosh. Amazing. I really hope this exhibit gets extended because it right now closes in January, right? I know. I know. I wish it would be. I, my fingers are crossed. It'll be extended to maybe the summer Through like the year? Jubilee. Although I wonder what exhibits they have planned coming in for the Jubilee. That's true. That's yeah. true. I And I, from Elizabeth's pictures, you can kind of tell that there are a lot of people there. So maybe that'll encourage them. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Tickets have to be sold out. But so excited. We love all the travel 
sort of pictures and tales Wanderlust, and all of that stuff. Yes. Yeah, we are daydreaming yeah. every second. All right, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. We're flashing back two years ago to September 26, 2019, when Princess Beatrice and Edo Mapelli Mozzi, <laughs> can I say it like that? Yes, you can. Property tycoon and Italian count by way of his Olympic skier dad announced their engagement after 12 months of dating. 12 months. 12 pretty, months. Pretty quick. Yeah. Quick. Comparable, I feel like, to Harry and Meghan in that way. Yeah. So the then 36-year-old businessman got down on one knee at sunset at the Le Sirenus Hotel on the Amalfi Coast during a weekend getaway and proposed with a Sean Lean ring that he designed that looks a lot like the Queen's to me, which I never oh. really realized, but upon yeah. closer inspection. As you'll remember, Rachel, Edo posted those gorgeous black and white pics, which I didn't know until now, taken by Misan Harriman, who took also Meghan and Harry's... Lily birth announcement picture, or no, not birth announcement, pregnancy announcement pictures. So fascinating. The black and white ones. Yeah, I remember those those vividly. Yeah, I feel like I vaguely remember that connection coming out when we saw those Harry Meghan pictures, but I totally... Interesting. I totally overlooked it. No, I wonder what the relationship there is, you know? I know. Same. What's the connection there? Also, okay, Saptown, USA... We're here because this is what his (laughs) caption was. You will never be alone, my love. My heart is your home. Hand in hand, today, tomorrow, and forever. I mean. Edo, what a, just a a Casanova. Yeah. I know, I know. Casanova, that's the best. (laughs) So I wanted to just quickly go through what's changed since then. So they had a micro wedding during the pandemic, which was incredible. Gold standard of a wedding during that time. Like I just, Right, that's the high. The low is that the Prince Andrew lawsuit over all these Epstein associations. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Also their first baby. So we wanted to talk about that here in the Royal History segment. So what we know. we're so happy I know, should we cheers with our, this is perfect pink tequila for the tequila. It's like we planned it. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) We're too busy with the rundown. I know. My cheeks are already getting red. All right. Can't plan the best moments. (laughs) That's not the quote. (laughs) Beatrice's and Edo's baby girl, who I'm going to call Mozzolini because (laughs) Mozzi, I had to, was born Saturday, September 18th at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. She's 11th in line to the throne and the Queen's 12th great-grandchild. I cannot wait for them to announce the name. It took Eugenie 11 days, if I can recall, for her to announce August Philip Hawks Brooksbank's name, Mm -hmm. what a name, on Instagram. So I feel like the name guesses are Elizabeth, Victoria, very traditional, but also maybe something with more unique Italian feel to nod to his Italian roots. So mm-hmm. there's been Francesca, Carlotta, a lot of different Italian names, which is really, I think, kind of exciting because it's it's always like a little bit expected to have like Elizabeth in the name. So I feel like that's, yeah. that's really I know. I'm so curious what the name will be. I also keep picturing the Royal Balcony, like at hopefully the Platinum Jubilee when everyone is back together and all the new babies. Like we'll have, we'll get to see like, so true. we're so used to seeing sort of a smaller bunch, you know, and it will be all these new little royals. And this baby is a little bit different than her cousin, August, because she actually does have a title. It's an Italian title, Nobile Donna, which means noble woman. And it means, I guess, that's the title for the daughter of an Italian Mm -hmm. count. Um, He's an unofficial count. I had to look into this. He's not, like, actually in, like, an Italian registrar anywhere, it doesn't seem like. Um, But... Still kind of cool to have that Nobile Donna title. Definitely cool. And also uh, the fact that the royal family in their announcement, official announcement, shouted out um, her big brother, Wolfie, which I, I loved really that. Sweet. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a real like change for them to actually, you know, do something. They haven't had that circumstance before, but then to acknowledge it was really, really cool. Really cool. All right. Okay, so Prince Philip documentary, This Week in Royal News. We got to talk about it. Like we said, it's airing now. We did our due diligence. We were we actually got in touch with the BBC and tried to find get an advanced screener for ourselves. We had all the intel for this episode. We were not given access. There will we did find out that there will be a US premiere date announced soon, but it has to be picked up by a US distributor, so we're just waiting for that date and they said to keep our eyes out. That was basically the information we got. So, a little bit um I don't know, anticlimactic, but I truly yeah, I feel like we're like 
really being kept in the dark for some reason over this and I don't It's really know UK why. specific. I think that they it's just weird. want the exclusives there. I don't really understand, but I'm sure that any second now actually all the recaps will drop because it was 90 minutes. It's now 4:30 should be over by now. Well, uh, you've got the best. I feel like you pulled out the best things. Yeah, so we did get a lot them. of gems. There was been so much coverage and so many snippets already shared. A new trailer also dropped today, which was really exciting. But what we know is that, do- that the documentary makers actually got special access to the Queen's vault and that's, or the Cinefilm vault that she has at the palace. Mm. And that's why I think it was extra, you know, we saw so many of those clips like Philip chasing the kids on a tricycle and those kinds of things, which I thought was really special. I love love all that archival footage. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, just so rare to we see, so seen. it's really cool. Yeah, that's always fun. Some of the advanced clips, I just pulled two that I really liked. This is from Princess Anne. We used to fish in Loch Mick. But I always said, I couldn't catch anything. And he, he said, nonsense, come with me. And after I'd been casting for about half an hour, he said, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I just knew that it was never, never something that I could do. I just love her sort of like, quick like her dad yeah. I don't know how to describe this sense of humor just like I see what you mean it's so quick uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this one Princess Eugenie we got a new trailer like I said and Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice feature quite prominently they're one of the most remarkable couples I think the world has ever seen and will ever see and Granny has been able to be the person she is with the support and love from Grandpa I hear so much Daphne when I when Beatrice talks. I didn't share that clip, but <laughs> but it's so nice to hear from the two of them. Roberta, I'm sure I you know. feel the same way. I feel like we don't get to that much, so that is really nice. Lady Louise is also interviewed for the doc, which is really, really cool. So there was a clip that was dropped earlier today as well. That's like her entree onto the royal. Yeah, entree. as a real prominent yeah. person in that. Royal family, yeah. Spokesperson of some kind. Mm-hmm. So some of my favorite reveals, I'm sure you have yours too, Roberta. We did hear from Charles that about his final conversation with Prince Philip, where he said, we're talking about your birthday and whether there's going to be a reception. And Prince Philip poignantly and sort of, you know, sadly said, well, I've got to be alive for that, haven't I? And I'm, it sounds like from Charles that it was a joking tone, but I mean, of course we know what happened next. That was their last conversation together. Wasn't also, he kind of screaming into the yes, phone too? Screaming into the phone. Sad. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, cause he's hard funny. of hearing. Of course he's 99. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, also Philip's love hate relationship with technology. There was a moment where they, uh, Zara talks about how she could hear him shouting about like a new laptop or printer. And it just made me think of when James Court, you know, when James Corden and Harry talked about him slamming the laptop shut. Oh, yeah. I weirdly think of Philip like every single time I'm on a Zoom call. And I, because I have a tendency to do that if I'm just, I realize it's super weird. You got to end to the that call. point. Yeah, where I can't find the end button. Like I've moved the window and I'm like, no. And I just want to like close my laptop. So it's I totally very awkward. It, but... it kind of freezes sometimes. Yeah. Also, this one was kind of interesting. This nugget that the queen and Prince Philip always loved when things go wrong, like at events, you know, like when protocol kind of messes huh. up that they always like, according to Harry and William, that they always shared like a private like chuckle about it and I and laughed at how other people were kind of stressed, <laughs> which is a little funny because people it's were probably little, like, very stressed. Sad, yeah, too. I mean, not sad, but just like, oh, I mean, just imagine that like things must always go right for them. Like, it's just funny that they like, you almost want a little excitement at that point, probably. Yeah. You know? So many doors just open. It's like, oh, finally, like something to talk about. I know. So two more that I really enjoyed was just, you know, or just thoughtful for me was the fact that William shared that Philip gave up his career for the queen and how sort of he's the quote is it was very much a man's world back then. So you think about that choice. And I do think that it is really remarkable that Philip was okay because he was really, really on a path to being incredibly great within the military. But his love for the queen was so deep and important to him that he changed everything. And it you think about the context of that choice way back then. Yeah. You know? And even just like, even like giving up, you know, his original name, like not, I mean, I think that was more when he came over here, but still, I just think there was a lot that he sacrificed, Mm -hmm. it seems like. So you see that in the crown too a little bit, but. But okay, but this was my favorite, okay? Did you see the stuff about the mustard joke, the mustard game? Yes, that they (laughs) squeezed it like that and it shot up on the ceiling. Yeah, so Philip would have the grandkids give them the mustard containers that, and then have them remove the caps and then he not, they would put their hands around it, but then he would give them an additional help, like support and slap their hands together so it got an extra hit of like 
I don't know, what is it, projection or something? And there are supposedly still stains on the ceiling and the queen used to get really annoyed and... I don't know. I thought that my that favorite was part about this is that like William describing it, he's like, you know, it's not like, okay, this is a terrible British accent, but he's like, you know, it's not like mustard in a jar as it normally should be. <laughs> it's in a, a giant tube, and I'm like, this guy has never seen like a Heinz mustard container. <laughs> like he has never seen like just a plastic like giant like mustard yeah. thing that you see at like a barbecue or something. It's just I know I was picturing like, like barbecue like style, a, yeah, like a small delicate jar that mustard <laughs> normally comes in it's like what well, you've never walked a grocery store oh <laughs> he probably has but still it just made me laugh it's so funny but i love that sort of sense of humor and picturing mm-hmm. gosh like that is a fabulous game with kids right imagine yes. imagine if i was like finn let's squirt mustard on the ceiling and see what happens like i wish i was that cool of a parent but that is only something grandparents can do i feel like. well in the fact that like it's or great grandparents so- yeah, and it's so silly too, but it's like there's like there's mustard stains on the ceiling still. Like I think um Peter and Zara say that that you can still see the stains of it. It's like it's it's like a like a lasting legacy of his. And it's not just all the medals and honors and things that he did. You know, it's it's the those moments that make him so human for mm-hmm. us. And that's why it's really incredible that we get to hear these stories. Yeah. And so I guess just like seeing all the different footage and obviously there'll be more, I'm hope I'm sure we'll have more additional things to talk about next week in relation to this once we get to watch it in full, hopefully soon. Yeah. But you know, it is unique that for me, like this is Harry's first family project since leaving, right? His participation. Bert, yeah. when do, or I shouldn't say Bert, Roberta. When, Bert. <laughs> uh, when do you think that they filmed this? I think that that's what I am so curious about. Do you think Harry filmed remotely in LA? They had sort of the same backdrop, but I feel like they can easily replicate that in multiple that's places. That's true. That's true. I didn't even think of that. I actually, my guess would have been um, when he was over for the Diana statue. I mm-hmm. think that's when I would have guessed they filmed wasn't it. Wasn't such um, a quick trip? It was so quick. But you know what? They squeezed so much into their days. Like, I don't even think... Harry and Megan have enough hours in their day to do all that. You know what I mean? Same with William and Kate. Like, I just think they probably, like, got him in there, said a few things, got him out. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm just, I'm confused and or perplexed by the timing. I love sort of thinking about that. I also like that some of Eugenie's footage is outside. Like, they kind of mix it up. Eugenie and B seem to have a prominent role. So I can't wait to see. The Queen doesn't participate, but Prince Andrew is included. (laughs) He's not in the new trailer at all. Prince Andrew, like, Edward's in there. You know, Lady Louise is in there, but maybe I, that's why they're not showing it in the U.S. I yet. wonder. I'm so cu- curious. I mean, because he officially got served in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to his American lawyer that he's now hired, and yep. then in the U.K. officially through like the London High Court. So it is really and not to digress about Andrew for a sec, but have you seen sort of some of the puff pieces that are coming out about him? Like there was a yeah, story that like, he rescued a dog in the Times. And trying to, like, salvage his reputation in 21 days from Camilla Tomini in the Telegraph. It's very odd. It's This news must be shared. Like, what was that? I mean, it's kind of like what we know, right? This whole, like, how they wheel and deal. Invisible contract. The the rescuing a dog just felt, whoa. Um, I also read somewhere, I I can't remember who talked about this, but it might have just been on Twitter, actually, which I tend to stay away from with this stuff. But it is interesting to me that, you know, Sophie – Prince Edward's wife and Camilla are included in the documentary, but Kate and Meghan weren't. Do you think that that's weird? I mean, I think too often, and this is like such a shame and I wish this wasn't the case, but too often it's so much about them and the fashions they wear, not about the subject matter. I do think, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously like Elizabeth Holmes would say, the fashion draws attention to the subject matter in such a positive way and it makes people talk about it, it makes people think about it. But I, I think maybe it just... It was okay of a choice to me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I guess I just, I think I would have loved to hear their perspectives on Philip because I'm sure they had such a unique as sort of daughter-in-law, granddaughter-in-laws, you know? But anyways, Mm -hmm. moving on. So wait, did you mention this already quickly? Sorry, before we move Mm -hmm. on, that um, this was pivoted from, it was supposed to be a tribute. It was supposed to be a tribute to Prince Philip in honor of his 100th birthday, but they flipped Mm. it to being sort of in commemoration of his life. So it was originally, like this was in the works before he passed away. And so then they I filmed if they additional. filmed it like a long time ago. Yeah, that's true too. And this was all too. tributes to him. You know, not in the sense of like, I've, I'm sure there are clips that are like more about we miss him, but also. Yeah, and they just had to re-edit it too. Could have easily said some of this just to 
you know, yeah, you're just talking about his life. years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I did want to talk about one other thing that was a head scratcher for me about Prince Philip this week. We got the news that Philip's will is being kept private for 90 years to protect, mm-hmm. quote, the dignity and standing of the queen. This was big news, right? I feel like yeah. it was a high court ruling. I didn't understand why, though. <laughs> well, so to be I, honest, I don't understand why this is such big news. It feels like very, like, I guess, just run of the mill. But for me, I think, well, okay, the history of it is that it is a convention, a longtime convention for the royals that they seal their wills. It's part of the privacy that they are afforded. Uh, you know, Sir Andrew McFarlane is the sen- most senior judge in the family courts, and he is actually the custodian of a safe-containing 30 different envelopes so he of of the sealed wills of dead royals <laughs> to be kind of oh, crass wow. about it. So he has the Queen Mother, Princess Margaret. Those are the more recent additions. Uh, but I think maybe more why it's news is my immediate reaction was just like, well, what's in there? Like, Because when you think about it, like 90 years from now, Prince George potentially, I mean, how old is Prince George? He's eight. 90 years from now, he would have to be 98 for this to even be considered to be reopened. So I'm just kind of like, what is in that will? Like, was someone omitted? That I don't is, know. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's just, a, you know, in the name of privacy. And the queen apparently argued for it to be, when this law was first put into place, argued for it to be sealed for 125 years. But, oh my gosh. yeah, but Sir Andrew was like, no, 90 years is sufficient. So I just thought it was interesting. And also, wow. another fun tidbit I learned about this is obviously Diana, who lost her HRH status, her will contents were not sealed. So she's unique in that sense. So upon her passing in 1997, they were immediately released to the public. So, mm. anyways, My thinking I went down this, the, like, I was really fascinated by this story. No, I'm fascinated too. I mean, I, I just thought, you know, this is Royal Convention and this is what they do and that's just how it is. And But it does, like, I think Dr. Shola on Twitter pointed out, you know, this discrepancy is like, why can't everyone else be afforded the same dignity? Yeah, it's very true. The Royals, it's, it's just such a double standard. But also, like, do you think that there's just, like, so many assets? I mean, I think, well, yeah, I think you know, we Prince don't Phil know their along, wealth. Right, and we don't know their wealth, but... Also, like, maybe there's a lot bequeathed to Andrew that will really piss people off. That's what my thought was initially. I don't know Or what people thought. are like, left why? out. Yeah, I'm so what curious. What is your theory? Like, if you had to come up with a theory of why it's just that their wealth is so big and it's just it would, like, make people's jaws drop or what? Like, I, I think those are the some of the things that I've read as theories online is just that the wealth is hard to sort of imagine. It's around. so, like, I think his wealth was quite large. Um but I, I think I get. When you see wealth. The, say wealth one more time. Wealth, yeah, wealth, wealth. <laughs> I think that I get <laughs> in the weeds of word? it though, because I'm like, what is he divvying up? Like the queen is still alive. Like yeah. I don't know how that all breaks down. But I guess I'm just it's curiosity, and that's why the ruling is that it stays locked up. It's it's privacy, and to your point or Dr. Shola's point that it should be a, a protection that's granted to everyone. But we can move on. I just yeah. I just wanted to have no, that I little mean, addendum. No, it's so it's so interesting though. Like if he did you know, bestow some of his fortune on his grandchildren and maybe Harry worked out a deal where if he left, he wouldn't get any of these assets. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe Harry's not getting, I don't know. That just raises so many more questions than it answers. Yeah, I think that it's like the headline of that being sealed makes it more of a talking point probably than if it was just released. It probably would have been maybe kind of like, oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, all right, moving (laughs) on. Um, Moving on. Truly, moving on. So next up, Megan and Harry's Time 100 cover. Rachel and I were so upset that this came out <laughs> like, on so Wednesday. Like, so mad. We, we couldn't believe so it. Mad. We asked our producers, we we're like, do we toss the episode, re-record? Do we, what do we do? We, we agreed that we could wait. And Well, we posted on the official Royally Obsessed Instagram that we were upset. So we were clearly <laughs> very upset that this came out. Because it's amazing, and we really want to talk about it, and we're excited. But we couldn't find it in stores. Oh, my stores. God. I actually was going to text you last night. I have been calling Barnes & Noble near me daily, and I'm like, hi, <laughs> just following up one more time. Do you that have the Time thing. Magazine issue with Harry and Meghan on the cover? And they're like, let me check. Nope, we still don't. Uh, <laughs> Matt sleuthed out that it's the September any, 27th issue, and they they still have the 9-11 issue, which is the most recent cover. Okay. So I just so, don't think they have the new one. The grocery store near me and the CVS near me both don't have any Time magazines, okay. which is pretty shocking yeah. to me. Um, so, I mean, I'm just hoping that they just – You need to write them a letter, Roberta. 
How dare they not carry time? It's really, it's frustrating. But I, I've read a lot of comments online of people who are same feeling as us, feeling frustrated because they can't find it in their stores. So who knows well, where Well, I was devastated are. to not buy the Vanity Fair with Megan on the cover. So I will not let this pass us by. I will, if I no. find it, I'll buy it too. And I'll just mail it to you. And if you see Hello Magazine with James Middleton's wedding <gasps> album on the cover, you better buy it. I'm going to watch the Barnes & Noble tonight for that one. <laughs> My birthday gift I, to you. There's no chance that the Philadelphia CBS has that. Also, Dave, you're just going to have like a private corner of your home where you just have those photos cut out. You're just like, don't mind this. It's cool. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's not just about James Alizy, but we'll get into that. Okay. All right. We'll get into it. Anyways, so Megan and Harry are in the icon section of the 100 most influential people of 2021. They were nominated by Chef Jose Andres, who you'll remember, Rachel, they partnered with for a couple Archwell Phil anthropic kitchens world central kitchen um so he wrote an essay about them that is incredible it's so worth a read if you haven't read it yet one of the quotes that is you know everywhere but he wrote springing into action is not the easy choice for a young duke and duchess who have been blessed through birth and talent and burned by fame it would be much safer to enjoy their good fortune and stay silent and then he goes on to talk about how they're really not they're running toward you know issues that are hard and issues that Um, you know, most people would shy away from that they have been really pioneers in that space. So it's not the first time they've been nominated. They were also featured in the Time 100 special from last year. You'll remember. Oh, yes. Every four years, we are told the same thing, that this is the most important election of our lifetime. But this one is. When we vote, our values are put into action and our voices are heard. Your voice is a reminder that you matter because you do and you deserve to be heard. I can't believe that was only a year ago. I know. That was all about voting and misinformation and kind of your civic duty, whereas this year feels a lot more about vaccine equity. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get into that with their event coming up this weekend. They were also both on the list in 2018, Megan nominated by Priyanka Harry by Elton John. And that time it was in the leaders category. In this same issue, they wrote a profile for a fellow honoree, Nigerian-American economist Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala. She's head of the World Trade Organization and has successfully laid out global action for countries and drug makers to share COVID vaccines more widely and fairly. While I was looking at this, they I noticed they updated their website. Did you see that they No, updated? I didn't see it. Oh my gosh, I'm sending you in the chat. Hold on. Updated, like, uh, facelift or information? Yeah, like facelift, facelift. But also information. There's, like, pull quotes from them. It's very, very fancy. Go check it out. New colors. Oh, wow. It looks kind of cool. How has this not been a bigger story? Or have we just, have I been under a rock? Maybe we've been under, I feel like there's just so much royal stuff. Like, it's, this is beautiful. I actually really really like it. I think it's almost like, just feels like easier to navigate or something. Ooh, everyone yeah, check it out. There's there's a new like title. It says shared purpose, global action. They have a pull quote. It says each one of us can change our communities. All of us can change the world. And it's their signature underneath. I don't know. It's just, just kind of cool. They definitely use those um, time one time images too. Yeah, and I feel like they probably knew that everyone would be going to see Archwell as soon as this came out too. Smart. So initial thoughts on this, Rachel. What do you think? I mean, I loved the white cover outfit that Megan is in. I loved also, I think on Instagram, we saw that shot of them wearing the green, but in sort of, you know, I'm assuming their home where it was taken. Do we know where the where the photos were taken at their home, right? Yeah, they were taken in Montessori. Yeah, just all home. the greenery around them. I when I saw it on Instagram, it was cropped a lot of times, but it appears to be more of a double page spread with just that giant image. I loved those pictures, and and it, to me, it feels like just such a through line of like. They had, you know, Lily's pregnancy announcement under that tree, and it was the tree of life. And then they're under kind of a similar, maybe the same tree in these photos. Like, there is, like, kind of a story and mm-hmm. a theme going on. Um, I did just love, like, Harry in that olive green or whatever color green that is. I don't yeah. know if it's olive, but it's just, like, finally, like, something different from just, like, gray and navy. Like, I just think he looked incredible. And her in white, I think, is so interesting because of all the – key moments of her royal time that she's worn white where it was like yes. you know when Archie was born when she announced her engagement with Prince Harry yeah. uh was there was it that coat uh the yes coat. the coat so good. so I think I think that that was really striking for me too just thinking about that synergy yeah a lot of the criticism 
we have to talk about was stem stemming from this the Photoshop, which I do agree it feels a little off only because and I don't want this to get like a headline or anything, but I just feel like the sizing does feel a little weird. Like mm-hmm. it just is there's so much Photoshop. And then I'm like, they should have approved it, right? They should have had approval rights over the final look. So I'm just confused yeah. about that. Did you think it looked weird? It more just looked like a ton of light. Like I don't know. I guess I didn't feel I f- I didn't feel bothered by the Photoshop or like the sort of soft retouching that they did. Yeah, I didn't the filter, I didn't the face I didn't feel that bothered by it. Yeah. I think in in a lot of ways though and my criticism only stems from the fact that like I just genuinely am wondering like what was going on with the process like cuz so many people touch these covers like maybe it's like the look of it from afar on the magazine rack like that look it looks normal you know up close we're staring at it so closely yeah it's just it's like I'm not a magazine cover design artist so I don't know but I think a lot of the criticism also came from kind of a sexist place because there's a lot of commentary from the British press I mean Omid summed it up perfectly in his tweet he said how is it that in 2021 there are western media outlets still so uncomfortable with the sight of a woman showing confidence or a man secure enough in himself to not be intimidated by it these hired body language experts are tripping louder yeah. for the people in the back yeah it's like the because he posted a bunch of screenshots of headlines from the daily mail and all these other sources and it just it it does feel like people were offended by the fact that megan's in front and harry's like behind her and like they can't get like a weird image of masculinity being sacrificed out of their head and so it's just i don't know it just felt like a lot of that came from a sexist place. Oh, know. absolutely. I also really liked sort of thinking of the comparison. Elizabeth Holmes did a great side-by-side of Charles and Diana's engagement photo with this oh, shot. Yeah. And whether or not that was a conscious choice to have sort of that arm on the shoulder, but like it was it there were definite, you know, similarities to those two images. And I liked that Harry, it was it was totally different. They were on an even level. Yeah, and, similarities but differences too. Yeah, and those, and very and those differences, differences were important, right? Yeah. Because their heads are eye level and there's that's what magazine covers want is the two eyes at eye level. So it's, I mean, two eyes at the same, you know, eyebrows at the same level. So I just think, yeah, I, I think that that really affected people in such a weird way. And it yeah. makes you just question, like, why are people so upset by it? She looks powerful. She takes up so much space on the and cover. Her and hair, an, I just, I loved thing. how Her hair voluminous. takes up so much space. I yeah. loved it. I loved the memes. We have to talk about the memes for one second, that there were just so many great ones about the hairdresser one. And then you found a great one with them. <laughs> He's uh, oh telling gosh. her that her lay- about what he did for her layers. I loved that one. Yes. Um, there was one about Twilight that was Twilight, like, that was what you found. Edward and Bella. It did look a lot like that photo um, from Twilight. But what it was, was a great that? happy birthday like- moment for Harry because this starts on his, on his yes. 37th birthday. So I thought that, you know, it was again like this. Somehow it had to have been coordinated. And I think that that was really interesting. But don't you want pleated pants now? I, I do. I have some in my car. I actually linked to some right here that are J. Cruz. If you wanted to click on that and see which one. That's when you know out. the but- Royals are back when your cart, your <laughs> like shopping carts. Cause I'm just like, when we're getting into Kate and Williams engagements, like I'm like, I need to buy everything. Well, she wore them the same day the cover came out. So it was like, okay, I guess I have to buy high-waisted wide leg trousers. Like, I guess I have to. It's just like, a, it's like both sides of the pond. Like agree. Um, one thing I will say, if you like me, saw an Instagram post about them appearing in the Time 100 special from this week. And I was glued to my TV at 10 p.m., which is precious viewing hours for what I'm watching now, which is Nine Perfect Strangers. And then they weren't even on it. So I'm really upset that I, I had a, that was a red I herring saw that for everywhere sure. that they were going to be on you, it. I was like, they're about to be on. And I know. Nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put it on. And then you were like, forget it. It's a bust. That was that was it's definitely not. disappointing. Totally agree. So disappointing. But we All will right, keep you posted on our cover search. Last but definitely not least, Kate and William are so 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 back. Kate gifted us with not one, not two, but three engagements since we last talked. Like what is happening? Talk about shopping. I can't back. They're back in full force. It's like, oh, you were gone for two months? Okay, now make up for it. It's just wild. So we had the Royal Air Force Bryce Norton 
visit last week where she stopped in and talked to those that helped thousands leave Afghanistan. Such an important first event. I think that just her taking the time to put the spotlight on that was really, really incredible. You know, I I really liked that uh, that being her re-entry after two months. Yeah, exactly. Then this week we had two more the opening of the RAF Air Cadets Windermere Adventure Training Center in Cumbria's Lake District. She also went on a boat ride with two Windermere children survivors. So if you're not familiar with that, they were part of a group of 300 child Holocaust survivors brought to that area to recover and recuperate after the atrocities of concentration camps. So there's this a couple of documentaries me, about that that I really would like to watch. Yeah, I want to watch some. I, this reminded me a lot, too, of how last week we talked about um, the children being evacuated from London for World War II and, mm-hmm. and how scary that must have been because they had their name tags around their necks yeah. and they were going to go live with these families for sometimes up to six years. But these Holocaust survivors didn't even speak English, you know? Yeah, and, so and they had like, lost how, their whole large families, most of them. Like their parents, their sisters, their brothers, like just is so... I mean, if we thought that was scary, I think you know, that really puts it into perspective what these people have gone through. Absolutely. And Kate clearly is really passionate about the cause. I mean, we saw her images from last year, but she publicly commented on Twitter, which we know is rare, that she it was really important to her to meet and hear the stories of these survivors. It sounds like they had incredible conversations on that boat. And she talked about the importance of sports as an art, as a therapy that really helped a lot of them heal during that time at that particular area of, of England. I do want to mention the fashion. Her tweed jacket. It's like peak fall, first of all. I'm really loving these quick quick switches because in the morning, Sporty Kate, she had a puffer coat on it, like lightweight fall, perfect September puffer coat. And that sort of transition where it changed the coat, changed the whole look, changed the whole slideshow as Elizabeth Holmes, I'm mentioning her so much in this episode, calls it. <laughs> um, but I, I I just add it to my car. I want a tweed jacket. Although I think you have to be a lot taller. I don't know if I could pull it off. The belted, the belted look? look is so flattering, though. You think, I think so? Like for both of us, yeah. I feel like with like a more, I feel more hourglass maybe, and so I feel like that would be really flattering. I was I just going to say, just add, oh yeah, oh, oh no, I was just going to say I it makes me miss add. the opposite. <laughs> we keep talking over each other. I was just going to say it makes ahead. me want to. Mi- it makes me miss the office because I feel like I've lately been trying to dress for the preschool drop off, even though it's like thirty seconds. Because I feel like I have no reason to get that formal, but I like want to wear those types of outfits. Go ahead. For the celebrity moms in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just for me. <laughs> no, I mean, there are some celebs. Um, no, I was just going to say that I do feel like something like this, like Kate comes alive. And I feel like we say that a lot with like a lot of the athletic stuff. But I'm actually talking about the boat ride because mm-hmm. she genuinely like everyone that talked to her said she was so wonderful. They This was a quote from one of the people they said. David Shannon. He said, I really felt like she was listening and engaged and genuinely interested in our stories. This wasn't a, by the way, I'm meeting these people today. She genuinely showed that she cares. And then another, um, Ike, who was a 93-year-old Holocaust survivor from Poland and a prisoner at Auschwitz, said she was absolutely delightful. We laughed, she asked questions, and she wanted to know the answers. Just, she like really owned this event. And I think like, connect this is such an important thing like to raise awareness of right now with all you know right-wing nationalism and Mm -hmm. people denying the holocaust ever even happened like that is actually a a sickening sickening thing that's happening online and it's so scary so i think to bringing attention to these survivors this last generation that you know there there's not gonna be there's not any more holocaust survivors soon you know what i mean so it just yeah, I thought. I know. It was I, lo- I love. I love all that. of her choices. I just. I feel yeah. like she's really. I'm. I feel like it's just. I love her even more when I see her do these types of things. And I think you're right yeah. hearing those stories from people and just their reaction to really, talking to her. Yeah, and it feels really relevant. I think that's what it. it may, it's like. Yeah, this is a great. Co- Sometimes it's. It feels like yeah, this is a great cause. Okay, but like. Why should we care? But this feels really, really relevant and and not to extend this conversation that I know is such a long episode. But I do want to say I think this is why we love the Royals, right? Like in a lot of ways, it's like this is when it really clicks because it's like all of these tiny things. It's not just about them showing up to like cut a ribbon or that kind of a thing. It really is impactful on society and the choices that they're making and why they're doing particular causes. And I'll, I'll cut myself off there. I do want to get pay tribute to Sporty Kate for one second, because I love Sporty Kate. She mountain biked Roberta and she rappelled down the side of a quarry. 
It's just, I mean, she does it all. She does it all, ladies and gentlemen. And she got off a helicopter and saw Charlotte and Louie waiting for her, which was so sweet. That video, it was from All That's Pretty on Instagram. Uh, Another e-homes find, I feel like. But um, this is probably the 20th mention. But incredible. They were, like, waiting for her at the gate. It was so, so sweet. So I love that. And all the, like, debris kicking up. I thought that was funny, too. But then she probably had a quick outfit change. Well, no, this was yesterday. She also had another event tonight amazing yes. like black tie Non-stop. event that was incredible. unstoppable yeah. yes she's back for this hold still event at buckingham palace a, a reception in person inside didn't see any masks but inside i mean i think if everyone's vaccinated i'm sure they had extreme covid protocols but True. her dress self-portrait absolutely stunning talk about a head-to-toe white moment it was just I, it felt like pr- very princessy, but then business on the top, princessy on the bottom. Can I say that? But another white blazer. So white it's like, she, I mean, sorry, belted blazer. She's continuing this mm-hmm. trend, but in a totally different way. Oh, okay. Just, just in awe this week. In awe. Okay, in awe. Okay, but last, I cannot leave William out because I'm personally so passionate about Earthshot. I am really excited that they announced the 15 finalists across five different categories. The awards are coming up October 17th. This, we can confirm, they will be streamed live on Facebook so we can watch them live. I'm just really excited. I loved the reveal video of William with the, like, I'm demoing to Roberta, the one finger typing. (laughs) Did he not take keyboarding? Now is the time that Oh, typewriter, typewriter, yeah. I was on the typewriter, and it just, it was very interesting. I was a little, uh, I watched it a couple times. Yeah, so funny. Um, But one thing that did stand out, not to, like, cast a, a negative on this but so Jason Knopf briefed the media he said the prince said what am I going to do in the next decade that means I can look my children in the eye and say that I did my bit during a moment in history when it really mattered totally agree with the quote but I thought Jason was out am I losing my mind no I thought so too so it's really interesting that he was in that I don't know I just Anyways, shocked by that. Yeah, honestly, cannot wait for Earthshot. So, anyways, yeah, we did right. it. Whew. Before we adjourn the royal pod here, highs and lows, it's time for the royal highs and lows. All right, every week I feel like I talk about Prince Charles. The past four episodes, at least, he's been my low, but. This is my low is Prince Charles' second and third staff resignations. This just doesn't look good. The second and third senior figures at the Prince's Foundation have temporarily stepped down in the wake of this ongoing scandal. Douglas Connell, who's the chairman, and Chris Martin, the executive director. I just feel like there won't be any real repercussions, though. It seems like all these stories keep coming and coming and Charles keeps taking the hits. But the scandal is so dry and it's just not, like, salacious and not, like, selling a lot of headlines and not sexy that it doesn't feel like anything's going to come of this. And so I just want to say bravo to the Sunday Times and the Times for reporting on this story and to keep digging and investigating because I do feel like, you know, this isn't getting a lot of clicks. I don't think. I don't know. But it just feels like it just feels like they're doing like so much grunt work for this and just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I have a lot of questions. Did I say low or high? My low. You said low. That's my low. Okay. <laughs> my low is just the continued fallout with the Martin Bashir panorama interview. We learned this week that Tiggy Leg Burke, who was William and Harry's nanny at one point, she is actually going to be paid damages from the fallout of all of that. Upwards wow. of $137,000, according to The Telegraph. You know, we, I think we've talked so much about the impact, obviously, on Diana. The, I mean, that's the, the most important like central figure in that but Bashir convinced Diana that Tiggy had become pregnant by Prince Charles and showed a faked abortion receipt as proof like I can only imagine what happened after that if Diana believed that to be true so I just think that that is just my low I'm happy that she's getting a payout from this and she's getting sort of validation that she was affected as well but it's definitely just you think about that what Martin Bashir did and what the Panorama program did to get to secure that. Yeah, it's like smearing innocent names, it feels like mm-hmm. almost. and it, Relationship damaging, yeah. Yeah, but, but I think it's like, it's good that she is kind of still in the family because yeah, she attended she still has Harry a close and wedding. Yeah, she's godmother to Archie, mm-hmm. so... Um, that is good. All right. My high this week, James Middleton's wedding album. We definitely called this. Hello got the exclusive scoop and we knew this was coming, that there would be pictures in a magazine somewhere, exclusive magazine coverage. They got it because Hello Magazine got it because of James Charity of Choice, which is Pets' Therapy. So they donated to them. 
right? Yeah, they donated to Pets Therapy. Uh, did you scroll through all the pictures? I did. I mean, endlessly. I just, I, I love the dress. I love all of them. What's your favorite, though? What's your oh, favorite yeah, picture? The dress. I didn't even mention that Carol, she rewore Carol Middleton's wedding dress. Incredible. Um, my favorite picture is the balcony picture. I also love the picture of Pippa and James screaming at them in, that when James and Elise are in the car and Pippa and her husband are screaming on the sidelines. Pippa's wearing a pink dress by Beulah London, which still has two sizes in stock. I got so close to buying that, Roberta. But then I was like, again, where am I going to wear that? Like, if I had a wedding on the calendar. 600 spare dollars. I know, but I was like, oh, like, I know, uh, like, that the price tag is too steep, but it's so beautiful and But it's so great. Yeah. It looks so flattering, too. And I just love Pippa's face in that. She's so ecstatic and full of joy for her brother and his new wife. So it was really wonderful. All right. You're up. Okay, my high is the fact that Harry and Meghan are going to be in my city. <laughs> in New York City this you weekend. Have to go. I was like, should we camp out at Central Park for the Global <laughs> Citizen Live event? I was like, what do we do? I mean, I keep thinking of how this week the UN meetings are going on in the city and traffic is abominable at at best. Will Harry and Meghan cause the same impact? Probably not, but <laughs> the UN is located in a very difficult area. It ruins traffic. Um, but they are here. You know, they're continuing to advocate for vaccine equity. Remember, pre-Lily, they were campaign chairs for that concert to unite the world. I'm incredibly passionate about vaccine equity and why it matters so much. You know, they are basically, this event is calling on G7 countries and the EU to share at least a billion doses globally and for everyone to sign this waiver for the intellectual property rights to the vaccine. But anyways, it's a high for me. It feels like a coming out party for them. Am I wrong here? Will we get a red carpet moment, Roberta? It totally does. It feels like a combination of a coming out party and also like mom and dad do date weekend in I NYC. Know. Like how Also leaving Lily. That's like exciting. a big deal. You know, she's not that old. Like that's a big moment for Megan. And I'm so curious if we'll hear about like restaurants. Are they going to stay at the mark? Like that's where she was for that baby shower. Yeah. Also, last part of this high, J-Lo is performing, which means Benifer will likely, I'm like, is Ben going to be there? And that was the same as Wait, the event if before. everyone could see my face right now, I just literally dropped my eyebrows, hit my hairline. Like maybe oh that's my God, like the friendship that. that's developing here. Like, wouldn't that be what? amazing? Like, they, like, I just, anyways, I'm... If there's I'm not a planting that seed. Harry and Meghan moment, I refuse to look at pictures. All right. Yes. Amazing. I cannot wait. Just a reminder before we close, my computer is literally about to die this episode. <laughs> Plug <long>. it in. <laughs> um, this review says, always a pleasure. Rachel and Roberta have a warm, enjoyable rapport and report on royal happenings with respect for all while also noting reasonable criticisms. Thank you so much. Reminder to subscribe. The birthday present that would make our years is a review, a five-star review from you all, our listeners. You can also send us an email, info at gallerypodcasts.com. Until next week, God God save save the pod. pod. Wait, should we redo that? (laughs) Till next week, God God save save the pod. pod. Oh my God. (laughs) Why are we so off? Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.